All right, what's up, everybody? Fluent Talks is back at it again. This week, you got myself, Andrew Franz, co-founder of Infuse, alongside my girl, Andrea. Hello, hello, everybody. How we doing? We're missing that Matt this week, so uh, we're missing Matt. Andrea. This is a special episode we're recording for his birthday, so hopefully it's very good. Yeah, his birthday's tomorrow. What are we doing for it? Raging, obviously. Yeah, so <laughs> Matt... Happy birthday, Matt. Happy birthday. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, So today I think we're going to talk about um, just a little bit about what's going on in our lives, what we've been doing in the work world, and then talk a lot about the creator economy, what's going on there, the hot topics, a little bit about Infuse, and just kind of vibe it out. Love that. Yes. I guess uh, to kick it off, what have you been working on recently in your world? What's been new and interesting? It's been lots of planning. It's that beautiful time of year here in in corporate world that is second half planning, Uh, but all good stuff, honestly. What what are you most excited about for the second half? Potential new international expansions. Okay. Maybe new mobile apps that we are launching. Okay. You know, can't neither confirm nor deny. Uh, Some pretty sweet retro designs for some of our apps. Nice. Good stuff coming. Yeah. That is awesome. What what about the next couple of weeks outside of work? Are you doing anything fun? What what does this sound yes. I you know I have not been able to sit still since the world opened up post COVID. I think you and I are the same. We're on a plane as often as we can. So I am leaving for Milan next week. Ooh. What about you? What are you doing what for are you what are you gonna be shopping for when you're out there oh, in Milan? So much good stuff. Already full day at the outlet. I'll report back in my other shopping podcast yeah, that I, I might have to start. If I give you a budget, can you get me some swag? Yeah, 100%. I can get you some outfits for the wedding weekend. Oh, we might have to do that. Um, what do I have going on? I got Jamaica coming up in a couple weeks. Is that where you're going? Oh, after the 4th. So. so I'll be out on Fire Island for the 4th, um, hanging out there. Amazing. And then Jamaica in like three weeks. I'm actually going to some fest out there, which is the biggest reggae fest in the world. Um, Amazing. So I go every year, and this year we happen to line it up with that. So a little reggae music. That sounds like the perfect peak summer yeah. trip. I feel like I have other stuff, too. I guess my wedding okay, so in August, I was saying Your wedding then, is just about a month and a half away. I know. So you're going to be out. Where else in Europe are you going while you're so out I'm there? I'm just going to I'm going to Milan and Venice, short trip, coming back, and it's your wedding, and then I'll be back out in Spain in September. Nice. Yes. Amazing. So, you know. It's good summer. It's officially just the beginning of summer. So hot girl summer. Hot girl summer. <laughs> Amazing. Well, but you were in here last week. Where were you? Tell me. Yeah. So last week I actually like our crazy travel. I started out in Charlotte at my dad's lake house, and then halfway through the week I flew out to LA slash Anaheim for uh, the VidCon conference out there. Uh, it's one of the biggest creator economy video conferences in Amazing. the world, and it's kind of a meeting of the minds for all all people in the creator economy. It was my was it your first time, time? It was my first time out there. A lot of people out there were like, oh, like it's such like a, you know, uh, everybody's back. It's a reunion of all the people right. that have been in the industry. We haven't seen each other in forever. And I was like, hey, hey. I'm new to the industry. Yeah. What's going on, guys? And But it, it was really fun. It was awesome. It's like us when we were at MAU a couple of weeks ago in Vegas. He was like, they're homecoming. Homecoming was right? the word. It's like everybody's coming back together. But here it's a new world. So it's very exciting. So. 
Did you have any expectations going into it? Did you know kind of what type of show is going to be or what you wanted to? So I've been looking for like a good creator focused conference mm -hmm. uh, ever since I kind of got into this space about a year ago. And it seems like everything is brand focused. If you want to find a place to go meet up and hang out with brands and talk business with them, there's a bunch of different things. But creators, honestly, they're so spread out. They're all right. over the place. There's very few conferences that are very strong in like creator first. So this one I had heard, you know, probably was the best in the industry. And so I was really excited to go. But outside of that, not many expectations. I just knew it was going to be cool and interesting. How big is it? How many creators do you think were under one roof last week? I think I saw the actual stat. We're going to have to fact check yeah. this, but I think it was something like 60,000 people a day and Damn. like, you know, a couple hundred thousand over the weekend. And these just, you know, for to make my mom understand what we're talking about. These are people that are creating content in all kinds of realms, niche, likes. Yeah, I would say the biggest concentration was probably by platform. I think given that it's like video conference, it, it was YouTube has kind of always been the, the, the sponsor there. Yep. This year, TikTok has taken over. Nice. Um, but so it was, I'd say it was heavy TikTok, video. YouTube, and Twitch, Twitch streaming a bit like too. Like live streamers, yeah. Um, Instagram actually, we, we were talking about this when we were out there. I feel like Instagram in some ways is almost for like outside of certain cooking and like beauty and fitness niches. It's like honestly just for like real celebrities that are like off, you know, yeah. doing their main celebrity yeah, thing. Yeah, you can't monetize on Instagram anymore. Um, doing your real celebrity. <laughs> so you mean like Katy Perry coming up with like her own drinks and things like that. Things like, like we were saying, who are the biggest YouTubers? It's like your yeah. Mr. Beast and these, you know, random guys out from North Carolina. You know, Charlie D'Amelio, well, yep. actually is now the second biggest TikToker. <sighs> she got dethroned. I she, saw that. She got dethroned by a guy that's never said anything. And I think, I think that speaks to how cool like TikTok and internet content is. This guy is a French guy, I think Senegalese born. Okay. And he became the biggest TikToker in the world without saying a word. So what does he co his content look like without, so he's not saying anything, what, it, what is it? So basically people do like stupid life hacks and stuff and he yeah. basically just trolls them and does like a little shrug thing. And it's, <laughs> I think he got so big cause it was just so universally cool right. and accepted across cultures. You, you don't have to know a language. You could just be like, hey, that this person's stupid. Like, yeah, he got, like he is clowning this. So people. trolling is uh, crosses all borders and all <laughs> languages and all cultures. Trolling is the key to, uh, I guess, everybody's heart. I mean, listen, it's the key to friendship sometimes too. You know, true friendships are not real friendships without a little bullying. You need a little bullying. I know For that sure. from uh, having a bunch of siblings. There was quite a bit of uh, bullying going on, but That's yeah, no, con conference was awesome. Um, I think one of the the biggest other topics that was there was the downturn, obviously. That's all over the news. Right. Um, I think creators are, are kind of, obviously, it's been almost booming since, you know, the start of TikTok. And they've never know, seen any, they've never had any headwinds there. It's been, it's been upward and upward. Upward and upward. And I think it will continue to be, but I think there's definitely some concern around brand budgets. Uh, I think uh, things that I've heard is it's going to cut back like 20 to 30%. And a lot of these people are underpaid quote unquote, right. as it is. Um, so I think just brands pulling back is nervous, is scary to them, but I think it presents an opportunity. I've said this a bunch of times, but like for performance marketing Absolutely. to come in. On both sides, right? Both for the brands that don't want to spend their money on something that they know they're going to get results from. And then same for the creator, because then they understand 
they can promote multiple things at a time. They know what percentages they're getting from each. And it's not just a one and done post. They can do it forever. Exactly. And I think that brand deals have been super easy. It's a one-time $10,000 guaranteed. And you're just like, sure, I'll take it. And a lot of times the brands aren't necessarily getting $10,000 worth of it. But they're trying to invest into creators because they know that's a cool place to be. And I think... um, as create as that kind of dries up, creators will you know come on over to performance marketing, and there's a huge opportunity, and we're waiting with open arms. Open arms. <laughs> uh, were there any other things that you heard creators thinking about, like how they are, how are they preparing for the downturn? So, like we know they're scared, they're looking to performance. Any any other trends that they were speaking about? I think I think an interesting one is how many of them aren't full time creators. There's God. massive creators out there, yeah. and I was talking to one of them, and he was like, "So my side job," and then he was like, "Wait, no, my full time." <laughs> he was like, actually, right. you know, my full-time job that I just actually have while I'm doing this. Um, so I think people are going to be scared to quit their full-time jobs. Right. Most of most creators aren't full-time creators. Um, you think that was normally the dream, right? Like you start creating content on the side. Well, I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. That's how I left my job the first time. It was like the moment the side gig was more than your regular gig. But now we're going to see that maybe take a little bit longer or just have the balance of both. Yeah, exactly. I think that's, I think that's spot on. And a lot of these creators work in creator economy companies. So they kind of have their finger on the pulse of what's going on. So I think there will be a lot of talent for creator economy companies to pick up of actual creators and, you know, be able to support them when, if, if and when brand so deals do So maybe a little out. bit less of a Wild West in the creator front. Maybe, like, it will help, like, set a little bit of organization. And then also surely give these creators the resources of companies that are a little bit more settled. So they're not trying to just do it on their own. Exactly. So opportunity there. So I think, yeah, I think there's opportunity to scoop up that talent and actually work with the people that are, you know, have the following. So That's very cool. Do you think brands are going to be bringing creators in-house for themselves? I think, yes, I think UGC content is really big. I talked to a bunch of creators and some of them are like, I don't necessarily want to spam my main page with a bunch of ads, which honestly, like I think creators need to not be afraid of posting ads. It's your job. Nobody shames me for coming in. We all know what it is happening. (laughs) Yeah, so I I think that to some degree, I guess one, if you're a creator, don't be afraid to post ads. It's part of the game, do it. Your audience doesn't care. Like they'll understand. They're not going to think you're a sellout. Some comments might say that, but it's all all good yeah. definitely lean into ads um i guess uh because it's not like they are the audience is not paying them at least you know i know on twitch there's tip in unless i'm on youtube but like if you're on tiktok maybe i don't know like are they getting any money directly from their audience no so you have to make money somehow yeah exactly and so so but ugc is another big one so basically that's where creators make ads for brands okay. and then the brands post them on their page. Got it. So a lot of people, you can, it, it's not as lucrative as, you know, being a real creator posting on your page and using your own organic reach, but it is another outlet for creators to get paid, you know, a couple hundred dollars to a couple thousand dollars to make an ad that the brand will then post on their page and put paid media behind. That's so crazy. That's that's awesome. So TikTok is where everybody is. You think most people, do you think a lot of creators uh, got into the creator world because of TikTok? So, uh, yes and no. I guess t- for, for starters, I think a lot of creators' journey began with 
hey, when the pandemic started, yes. I downloaded this app called TikTok. Um, and then, you know, so I had many else to do. I had literally <laughs> nothing else to do. I started making dances and then overnight I got 10 million followers. That's incredible. Um, so I think a lot of them really don't know what to do with it, especially okay. on the TikTok side. They're just kind of like, oh, wow, I'm famous now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that that creates a lot of opportunity, but they also need a lot of direction on, you know, hey, this is what you should do. It's right. not like they had a, a plan. You know, some people, especially more so on the YouTube side, were like, you know, they've been at it for years, you know, kind of yep. playing out their plan. They've seen other people. So they, there's already roadmaps out there that they can follow versus this whole. Exactly. Kind of yeah, there, there's a roadmap for that. For TikTok, there's less of a roadmap right now. Um, and I think the other thing people are using TikTok a lot for is discovery, like it, discoverability of any platform, meaning, you know, the ability to just be found by random people right. um, is the best on TikTok of any platform that's ever happened on the live side and on the, the organic posting side. So what a lot of creators are doing is using TikTok for, if you think of the marketing funnel, they're top yeah. of the funnel acquisition. And then they're saying, hey, I'm going to go live on Twitch, come over to my Twitch or, Got hey, it. now check out some of my longer form content the more on YouTube. They can go, like once they find their more niche audience, they can go into the other forms of content. Which but are stickier. The, the discoverability is happening on TikTok. That's very cool. And I think to your point, like there's more of a chance to like hit and that virality on TikTok than any of the other platforms from the very get-go, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a gamble, but it's still all Yeah, and cool. some of the biggest Twitch streamers, I remember, like, they were, they, the one that somebody asked a question, like, hey, how should I get followers, yeah. like, for my Twitch? And he said, not on Twitch. Go to TikTok, <laughs> make videos, and just... Amazing. He's like, just advertise. He's like, shamelessly plug yeah. your Twitch channel on TikTok. And then, you know, people will come over. He's it's like, that's what I did. It worked for me. I mean, it's not going to work for everybody. But it was funny that he said, don't right. use Twitch to get a Twitch following. That's amazing. That it's just more the platform where your bigger content's coming. That's very, very cool. Um, so what else? What other trends did you see? What else? What surprised I, you? It's a, yeah, that's a good. I think when I was going there, I thought that like access to creators would be a little bit more straightforward than it was, really? given that it's a massive, massive creator conference. I thought that, you know, creators would kind of be all over the place trying to network and stuff. But basically how it works, and this was a bit of a surprise to me, was the brands really throw a lot of like exclusive events off to the sides huh. for the creators. And then they get kind of the creators in their walled garden. And like nobody really, talks to them. Nobody else come in. And like, that's kind of their time to, you know, pitch whatever they're doing and kind of plug their brand. What were the big, like what brand, what types of brands did you see like throwing these kind of events? So it was, it was really a conference of like the biggest brands in the world and the really? biggest creators in the world. So as your Amazons, YouTube had a huge event, Instagram had a nice. big event. Um, some of the big agencies, talent agencies had big events. So Snapchat had a big one. That's I saw cool. a bunch of creators. LinkedIn had a good event. Um, I saw Spotify threw a good event too. Like, Spotify. So it's really like yeah. the biggest brands like in the, the world. And the brands, like everybody's trying, trying to get their claws on this nice creator pool. Exactly. So <laughs> I think um, going in is like infusing a little bit less of a known brand. I think it was yeah. just like the old entrepreneurial hustle out here, For DMing, sure. hitting people up, really trying to get meetings. But it wasn't like as straightforward as like, hey, there's a little you know, mixing our events going on over here. She's and like, go to happy hour and meet some creators. Uh, that's, that's cool. Did you, 
do you feel you made like lots of good connections with others, but with creators directly or mostly with other companies in the economy? So I went out with two of my other team members, mm -hmm. Kevin and Christina, who work more on the creator side. So they were largely focused on meeting with creators, although I met with some. I was kind of spending my time trying to link up with some of like the thought leaders in the space and hear right. what other companies are doing and try to find some strategic partnerships. So I spent a lot of my time doing that. Actually, the best event I went to was a LinkedIn event. Okay. Um, so I met a guy in a hotel lobby, was talking about what his company does, mine. He's like, hey, I'm going to this event. You need to RSVP, but like, you know, yeah, come yeah. through, I can get you in. And so I went up there and it was an awesome mix of people that are like thought leaders in the space. I don't, I think I had underestimated what LinkedIn was in the creator economy. I always thought of it, you know, from my banking and consulting background, yeah. as like, this is for banking and consultants to like- This is just like, your Facebook to get a job. Say I'm Forbes 30 under 30, yeah. <laughs> even though like, you know, you're a freaking banker. Or to be so <laughs> grateful and so humbled yeah. by <laughs> the events of the last week. Sorry, LinkedIn, but you know exactly what I'm talking about. But okay, so let's dig into it. So is somebody who's doing those posts consider a creator on LinkedIn or is it something else? So, what defines a creator on LinkedIn? So I think they're more like thought leaders on LinkedIn. There are people with businesses like the that blogs are blogs and the But posts. then there's also actual creators. Now they're building products out for creators to network and kind of I, I think it's more it, it shows that being a creator is now more of a business than it used to mm. be. It used to be slide into people's Instagram DMs, hey, I want to do a collab, whatever. Yep. Now people are being a bit more strategic on LinkedIn and going out there and it's actually creates good accessibility if you're a real business trying to work right. with them they're like hey okay cool like this is the right you're platform legit, to, you have the right people right it does that. have that the nice little already stamp of approval yes there. so okay i'm a creator imagine i'm a creator i'm a, i my content on tiktok and i met you there what would infuse do for me tell me about infuse yeah for sure so we launched infuse Underfluent is kind of like a little entrepreneurship project yes. um, in January of this year. We basically started developing in February. So Infuse is an app that helps creators monetize. In the simplest way, we're building a tool. Like we said, creators are largely under monetized. Yep. Nobody's really tapped into performance marketing. We know there's this affiliate model out there that's been extremely successful mm -hmm. and made a lot of affiliates a lot of money. And we're trying to bring that model that's Fluent has been so successful with on the affiliate side over to creators and help them monetize in a way that they've never been able to do before. So um, it's it's two Exciting. things. It's an app and a community. Right, because you can connect with other creators that are promoting the same similar products. Yeah, so we have a Discord, and we threw our first event actually Ooh. also while we were out in L.A. So we're trying to really make like a, a safe space, if you will, for creators to just talk to each other, network, mingle, nice. talk about what they're doing, both online and, and now starting to do so more in person as well. So I think by having those touch points with creators and just – I go on a Discord almost, and I'm just like, "Hey, like, what do you guys need me to build for you? Like, right. what do we, what do you guys want? Yeah. Like, I'm here, so it's a, it's very like creator led right. company. For now, we're starting with monetization. Who doesn't need monetization? Of but course. over time, I think I'm just gonna have a listen to what the creators are t asking for, and then you know, build a towards more that. Community. That's a difference, right? When you're bringing performance to a medium that's very much about people creating the content and putting themselves out there versus just hey, I have space on my site and I'm just driving clicks. This is the difference that we have to nurture and actually where a lot of the magic happens is from listening to the actual people. Exactly. And, and 
performance marketing is so quanty. I think that there's a lot of people yes. that are just like crunching the numbers and know like, hey, if I send this email, I'll like get this <laughs> exactly. much response rate. I think creators, we need to teach them like as infused, we're kind of part of the community is teaching people how to be performance marketers, how to make a good ad, how to look at the numbers, awesome. how to optimize. Um, so it's, it's not going to happen overnight, but I think that there's a huge, huge opportunity uh, for creators to make a lot more money than they are right now by, by joining That's into great. what we're doing. That's great. And get them access to some of the awesome brands we already work with. So yeah, it's great. You got any uh, particular brands you think would work well? Uh, we, we'll open our sponsorships for our podcast too, and we'll bring some <laughs> brands over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what else though. Uh, so yeah, getting, getting in. Wait. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say getting infused out there was one of the biggest, you know, things at the conference, just nobody yeah. knew what it was at all. And I can say like we left and some people know what infused is. Some, now, I was so. going to tell me about your event. Yes. Yes. So, uh, I was like, there's no way I can go to LA without, or, or, or Anaheim slash LA right. without going out in LA at least once. So, you know, gotta it's like, we got to have an event yes. in LA. I got to make some reason for me to be there instead of VidCon. Uh, so we threw an event Saturday night. We ended up having, we threw it together in six days. So don't sure recommend, recommend a little bit more, more lead planning. <laughs> and planning if you try to throw an event, but thanks. We actually have two interns this summer and they were awesome. hustling and made it happen. Were they here? Or were they in LA? So they, they were here. They didn't come to the event, unfortunately, but, uh, they actually, I was just like, Hey, we need, we're going to get space for 20, Make it we happen. need 20 creators. So they were just hustling awesome. getting their tentacles out and, and ended up go, going really well. We had it at a place uh, called Misfits in Santa Monica. Okay. Uh, very vibey spot. We had, we had a table outside or a space outside, amazing prime rib sliders. Uh, what else do we have? We, we had some great food. It didn't, I got to uh, see some of the content from this event. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> check out our socials. I'm sure we'll be, we'll get that posted soon, but, um, that's great. But the all the creators, so then there was creators that you guys hadn't met in person before you got to see them directly where had they been at the conference too, or were they just living in LA? So about half of them were at the conference okay. and half of them were just living in LA. Oh, so, great. uh, I think one thing that they really liked, which I was hitting on a bit before is they were like, I just like a place where I can go network and mingle with other creators and talk about, Hey, like what type of TikTok stuff is working? Working for you, yes. what's the right duration? Share ideas. Exactly. Share ideas and ideate. So um, Do you see um a lot of creators doing content together? Yeah, collabs are huge. Do you think um, it'll work on performance as well? I know like it's very big on the brand inside and just to grow your audience, but it will work on performance because it just leads to more reach. If you have right. this big creator with a certain following and this big creator with another following mashing together, you're going to get both of their followings, which is going to lead to more reach. And if it's an organic collab, it'll lead to high engagement. Um, cool. One thing that we, I went to a seminar on collab houses, actually. Yes, I saw that Netflix documentary. Yeah, <laughs> so I think that's a really cool idea. I would love yes. to make one of those at some point. Um, I love that. So it's, it's basically a lot of people that are trying to become you know, creators, and then they have all have their own single platforms mm -hmm. and they all are doing their own thing, but it's just a space for them to come together and collab and, you know, to bounce ideas off each together. other. And I think when you think about it also from the brands, and that's something we're saying about discovery, when you collab with somebody else, they have a whole, they have a different audience, but you're allowing then those users to discover potentially a new brand, a new product. Exactly. And I think it can land itself really nicely. Yeah, yeah, both, you get new followers 
or on the or, brand side, you can exactly, get more. Exactly, you're reaching a new audience that maybe was no, didn't even know they were looking for this, but by combining forces, we just create stronger, which is so cool. Yeah. Trying to think what my other, one other key takeaway is I just think people in the creator economy are good people, like cool, yeah. interesting, not boring people. There's, <laughs> there's all sorts of industries out there where you might see a lot of boring people. This is a massively diverse crowd. Everybody in there is like, like everybody's three years and you're, you know, the most experienced person ever That's to work in the creator economy. So it's wide open for new people to come in, learn and become, you know, thought leaders in the space. Uh, and also, yeah, everybody's interesting and like not boring. Do you feel, and I, I know we're generalizing, but we're most people like always on. Do you think like I love most creators just like always in that creator mode or are they, when they're behind, off camera, they need, they are decompressing a little bit? It's a good question. I think there's a lot of theatery people that thrive mm -hmm. in the creator economy. Yes. So I think a lot of them are naturally theatery and it just fits them perfectly and it kind of is yeah. who they are all the time. And then I think there's a couple people that have kind of found a niche and like can kind of put their, they're more, they can you know, like turn it on, but then they need turn to it go, on and turn uh, it off. So depending on the creator, but I would say for the most part, probably a lot of them are just authentically creative and left brain and, you know, yes. down for that all the time. That's really that's really cool. Uh, what is the next event? So the next event we're planning, it's going to be probably our proper New York launch party, potentially Exciting. in September, but we'll keep people updated. So we're going to bring creators together. We're going to like show them the app, celebrate, make community. I love that. Exactly. So we'll we'll be doing something in New York in the next couple months. Uh, we just have to make a little bit more money first. <laughs> That's exciting. And I think the other thing that I think is so cool about creator economy is that it's and not just concentrated in these big cities, right? And I love that, like, eventually as we keep growing and Infuse keeps growing, we can, like, go around the country, around the world, meet with people everywhere because it is, bringing it back to the beginning of the pod, a universal language, right? Like, in these platforms, like, the world becomes so connected and... Small, it's huge and it's small at the same time. Yeah. Which the is awesome. the internet is like the ultimate connecting that's factor. So it's amazing. I think I think that's a great point. I think we, one other thing we want to do is start, you know, doing events, you know, every month or so around the country. Do little oh. creator houses for like long weekends and stuff because building that community is really what's going to make Infuse successful. We we have our chops and we have the good advertisers. Yes. We know performance marketing, but. Without really leaning into the community, that's the that's what holds the whole thing together. So leaning in there is going to be massive, and we really need to make sure that we're supporting and giving the people what they want. Giving the people the what they want. <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here. Um, that's cool. Excited. Well, any any fun weekend plans this weekend? It's the fourth of July, and I actually have no plans we're off on friday and monday i think i'm gonna go a little beach, beach i went action. to the beach this weekend very new york uh brighton beach and it was amazing okay yeah i'll be out at fire island um oh also we just have to throw in there amazing rumble class this morning before the pod amazing i think this is what we got to do to hype up the pod i'm already like in such great energy i agree it's the it's, music was great the music was great it was great sweat i love Love me a Rumble morning. Yeah. Shout out to Rumble. Maybe if you guys want to sponsor us, hit us oh, in the we're DMs. definitely down to be <laughs> Rumble creators. Uh <laughs> um, cool. Well, I think that's all we got this week. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. We'll be back at it again next week. Creator economy, all things, 
you know, business, business marketing. Marketing, hustles. Boom, we out. We out. Subscribe to the latest episode of Fluent Talks at fluenttalks.co. That's fluenttalks.co.